The following program is sponsored by Lindis Construction. This is the WCCO Home Improvement Show, brought to you by Lindis Construction. One call, one contractor. Lindis Construction provides Minnesota and Wisconsin with the best products and workmanship. They provide leaf guard gutters, asphalt roofing, metal roofing, season guard replacement windows, exterior siding, remodeling, new construction, and more. If you've got questions, they've got answers this hour. Here's Denny Law and Andy Lindis. Andy is taking the day off today, but uh, our friend Luke Panic. Our deck and port, well, he's not my deck and port special. Well, you kind of are. I've been to your You've deck. You've been to my house. Absolutely. In fact, yeah. In fact, I should invite you over to see how I did on the uh, staining okay. this time. Yeah, I would like to see that. Well, that deck is not new. It's got to be 15, 18 years old, I bet. How old is that cedar that's on there? It's about that old. Is it? Yeah. Looks good, though. Still looks good. My wife said just last week, you know what? I like the color of that stain. Good. And what color did you use? Penifin. It is called, let me see. Mission Brown. Mission Brown. Yeah, very nice. Very nice color. Good. But anyway, we uh, as uh, we digress. Uh, Luke is here to answer your questions. If you have a, especially decking, but the Luke uh, de- helps design, uh, does a lot of the designing for, for Lindis, for decks, porches, things like that. Let's talk specifically about that. So if you do have that kind of a home improvement question, if you want, I know we're going to get questions, Luke, like how late can I stain? Sure. Right? Because this weather, we're going to be in the 70s, maybe low to mid-70s Wednesday. Uh, and I know the crews you have working with Lindis, you're going to be built. How late can you build a deck in this climate? Well, as late as winter holds off, and it, okay. which varies so much, that's always a tough question to, to answer. Yeah. A lot of decks that we're redoing that if we're reusing their footings, we build straight through the winter. So. Uh, but when we got to drill into the ground or yeah. put footings in as soon as the frost is in, then we typically hold hold those off until spring. But a lot of a lot of times we're able to work straight through the winter if, it, if the weather doesn't get uh, too bad. Okay. 651-989-9226. We've cleared the lines if you have a home improvement question for Luke, 651-989-9226. Or send Luke a text, 81807. We mentioned the word porch, too, porches. Uh, do you do a lot of that? Is Linda still doing a lot of porches? Yeah, lots of porches. What do people want? What kind? Mostly a bug-free area that's yeah. in the shade. <laughs> Two things that people don't like is is uh, are, are typically the reason they're calling is they want a place where they can get some reprieve from the sun or our state bird, the mosquito. And you've told me in in in, in the past, in the recent past, that uh, as far as decks go, was it eighty some percent of the people, or maybe more, want uh, the low maintenance. Type yeah, of material. Well, I'd say 99% no, of wow. the people want. Want it, but want bu- budget-wise. Budget-wise, sometimes it, 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 it we end up using a wood. But most of the time, we do. We find a way to help people get something maintenance-free, maintenance, lower maintenance, that just involves cleaning instead of uh, your trusty paintbrush. What did Linda's do uh, with our uh, deck years ago? Uh, we still have the, the, the cedar deck. Yes. but But a... Low maintenance a s- synthetic rail system. Rail system with yeah. a metal, uh, metal. Whatever. Yep. What do you call yep. those things? Balusters. Balusters. Thank you. I was looking for the word. Some say spindle, some yeah. say balusters. But that really saves a lot of work right there. Well, that's know. true. And, and, and a lot of times, I mean, we don't, I can't remember the last time we put on a wood railing unless it was for a condominium association or something that it had to match. Almost always 
uh, put on some sort of a synthetic railing, metal or aluminum or uh, even a composite if it takes, if it needs to be, just to not have wood balusters and wood posts because that's the, that's a really a labor of love is, is doing four sides of a thousand balusters, you know, especially wow. if it's off the ground, you know, oh, that yeah. someone's got to be on a stepladder trying to, it's dangerous and it, and it takes forever. A floor is relatively easy compared to doing wood railing. Now, a friend of mine here at CCO, and I had I just remembered that, I had has on his deck, you'll have to help me with this, it's, it's kind of glass. It's not a, uh, a spindle type thing. Glass section, yeah. tempered glass. Do people yeah. do that a lot. They do if if they enjoy cleaning windows oh. and, and maybe they <laughs> that's own, the trade off. They own stock in Windex. Uh, that's a great great system. It. And what is that material made out of? It's Luke? just glass. It's just tempered it's glass. Tempered glass. Yeah, we can actually do. We've done tempered glass balusters too. So they're like mm. uh, five six inches wide, and then there's a four inch space, and then a five six inch wide glass baluster. They're thicker, three eighths of an you know quarter inch or three eighths of an inch thick glass but that gives you the ultimate view and it allows the air to kind of pass sure. through the things too instead of just a solid pane of glass what so, does code say about that space so four inches uh, or less or less yep underneath the rail and between the balusters and we like to see at the top of the rail needs to be 36 inches that's what the residential code is but you need a little cleaning after various seasons a lot of cleaning yeah. especially if you have a a pooch oh <laughs> you know that's <laughs> Looking at squirrels through that, uh, it's a lot of cleaning. So we tip. I, tr- I try to avoid that. You know, on the right application, if you have a condominium on the Gulf of Mexico or a, a golf course view that yeah. you just where it's really important, uh, and maybe it's not huge. Maybe it's a small little deck that you want to be able to see through. It makes sense. Uh, but typically, I try to avoid that and use uh, some sort of a metal railing that you can see through well, but you don't have to. A lot less work. A lot less work. Yeah. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six, or send a text like some folks are doing eight one eight zero seven. Texture says this, Luke. Uh, we had a timber tech deck installed two years ago. What's the best way to clean it? Well, I I would need to know a little more about the timber tech. Uh, timber tech makes cellular PVC products that are all PVC. They also make composite, which is a combination of the of the wood flower and the PVC. With the wood flower, if that's exposed, it, it is more difficult to clean. So you're for sure going to need a a deck cleaner, a synthetic deck cleaner, which you can buy at any local store that you typically mix with the water and spray it on there, wash it off. If it's a if it's the cellular PVC product um, with no sawdust in it, just wash it off. I mean, uh, power washer is the easiest. That's what I mm-hmm. do, um, but just getting it wet and, and, and uh, scrubbing it off. You shouldn't need anything. It should clean pretty easily. All right. Hang on, Luke. We have to take a quick break. We have more show to come. If you have a question, especially about decks and or porches, by all means, call it in at 651-989-9226 or send us a text, 81807. It's 41 degrees here on News Talk 830 WCCO. It is the Home Improvement Show, brought to us by Linda's Construction every Saturday here in the 9 o'clock hour. Denny along with Luke Panic, who happens to be, among other things, the deck and porch specialist for Linda's Construction. So, on that note, if you have any kind of a porch or deck question, this is your chance. Talk to the expert here, either by phone or by text. There is one line open, 
651-989-9226. If it's easier, send us a text at 81807. We'll pick up a more text messages, Luke, in just a moment. But Patty in Minneapolis is calling. Hi, Patty. Hi. Okay, I don't have a deck question, but I have about I have a three-seasonal porch on my upstairs house. Um, I have good windows in it because I had them all replaced. But now last winter, it um, the ceiling got frosted. I mean, there's no heat or anything in that porch, but it got frosted, and then it dripped down on the floor. I'm, I'm, it maybe had been dripping a little. In previous years, I didn't notice it, you know, because I noticed some discoloring from the stain, but on the carpet or on the rug. What I want to know is there something I can do to prevent this this year? Surely. Uh, what happens is somehow condensation uh, formed and then froze on your ceiling and then dripped. So we got to think about how did that moisture get in there. Somehow uh, heat or humid air got in there, and then it condensated on the coldest area, which in this case must have been the, the – you said it dripped from the ceiling? On the ceiling, only for part of the porch, not all of it. Not, not all of it. So um, th- that's that's got to be what's happening. So is uh, there's a door or something that's going out there that maybe is leaking uh, warm, moist air into that room, and then and then freezing that. that we got to figure out the source of the humidity and the moisture of the warm air. If you can figure out that, you'll stop that from happening. Or crack the window a little bit so that that in that three season room you can vent that room a little mm. bit. So what does get in there can get out, just like an attic. You know, sure. we want that moist air to get out of the attic so it doesn't condensate. Makes sense. Good luck, Patty. Thank you. Uh, let's see. There was a text where oh, I, I, it's always hard to 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 have you or Andy, whomever, a quote, a cost for a project or a deck or whatever. Sure. Uh, maybe generally speaking, what would it cost? It the texture says to have. Uh, deck footings replaced using the diamond pier footings. Sure. Good good question. Um, and that is very site-specific. Uh, it depends. Uh, the biggest question is how high up off the deck, uh, off the floor is this? If we have room to get underneath it, sometimes if they're close to the ground, it's, it's the most challenging because we don't got, you know, space to get underneath where the deck is. And sometimes uh, that can really pose a challenge. If it's up high off the ground, it can be a very easy job. So I can't answer that question. Um, but the, the the long and the short of it is we can typically put in a diamond pier, sometimes even right where the old footing was. Hmm. Um, we can compact sand on – we can take off the top of an old footing and, and uh, compact sand on it and put in a diamond pier over it. What we typically try to do is put a footing in next to it or near it, but not exactly where it was. So we don't have to try to get that old footing completely out of the ground. So really varies a lot, uh, but it can be done. Now, I'm assuming that uh, people will call you, call Lindis, and mm-hmm. say, hey, I want to have Luke come out and uh, give us a bid on a deck. I don't expect you're going to be able to build the deck at this time of year when people are now calling you, right? Correct. Next spring Everything we're doing now is for next summer, for sure. Okay. Uh, Leroy is calling from Lakeville with a question. Leroy, you're on CCO. Good morning. Uh, yes, I have a uh, 25-year-old cedar deck that I uh, power washed earlier this summer. And in the, the shaded areas where I had a grill, uh, that the wood is darker. And I do I need to try to get the stain up there, or is that okay? You're, so it's it's just darker in color because is it dirty? Do you think, or it's just the because no, it's, it's in the shade, the sun hasn't gotten to it. Right, right. 
Yeah, that's that's a tough that's a tough deal. Uh, basically, what you're going to have to try to do there is 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 uh, wash and, and stain the areas that are faded or lighter because you're not going to get that dark color out of there unless you strip it. So um, that's what I would try to do is is to try to darken up the the rest of the deck where you've got the fading as much as possible. All right, thanks, Leroy. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Text is eight one eight zero seven. Uh, another texter, we're talking about diamond pier system. Uh, are diamond piers an appropriate substitute for traditional footings for a deck? Sure, they are, and they work really well, um, especially for swampy and loomis areas where you've got soils that hold a lot of moisture. Um, they're fantastic. We've been using them, I don't know, 10 years probably consistently. Uh, we've yet to have to fix or replace one. Do most cities accept that as far as... Yeah, almost all cities. Okay. Uh, I, I think it's just Woodbury that's left. Um, and I think that's primarily because there's a lot of limestone in Woodbury. And what is that? How does that affect it? Well, because you can't... These pins, these pins you jackhammer into the ground, ah. and sometimes there's not enough topsoil over the, the lime rock. But um, where there is plenty of soil, they should be fine. So... You you figure out if there's limestone there pretty quickly when you jackhammer these pins in the ground. <laughs> well, we hit bottom uh, right away. Yeah. So, uh, but most cities, yeah, most they, they work great. I want to mention to our listeners too that one eight hundred Leaf Guard numbers we always do. If you want to get in touch with Linus, you want to, uh, Luke to come out, give you an estimate on a porch or a deck. One uh, eight hundred Leaf Guard. All right. We need to take a break. We have another half hour of the show to go. Call us or text us. We're talking decks. Decking and Porches here on the Home Improvement Show. Welcome back to CCS Home Improvement Show, presented every week in the 9 o'clock hour by our friends at Lindus Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S, and 1-800-LEAF-CARD, always the uh, number to remember. If you're looking for remodeling, you're looking for a new deck, a porch, whatever the case may be. Speaking of both, Luke Panic is back with us today, filling in for Andy. And we have texters, uh, Luke, and we've got uh, callers, too. By the way, if you want to call in your question, that number is 651-989-9226. Or if it's easier, send the text, 81807. All right. We're getting a bunch of text messages that's jumping off the screen here. Let's see. We have a concrete patio. A few weeks ago, you talked about staining or painting it and getting an almost antique look. Can you expand on that, please? I kind of remember that. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the answer. <laughs> well, uh, you can stain it. Yeah, there's a lot you can do, and um, th- there's two two basic principles. One is to use an acid to etch it. Mm-hmm. One is to put a coating uh, similar to a paint, but special for concrete. Uh, either way, the acid is a more permanent etching of the surface. Um, now that process is, uh, you go to a semstone or you go to any of your concrete supply outfit and then you mix the acid with some water, you spray it on there and you let it react. And the longer you let it react with the surface, the darker and more deep the color will get. And then you have to stop that reaction with a base, basic solution. So you put, or an alkali, you put in a, um, Baking soda with water, you spray it on top of stops that, that action, then. and it stops that, and then you got to wash it off. So it's, it's a lot of steps, and it's yeah. kind of tricky. And you're working with acid, and then you know, so and you got to like chemistry, evidently. But then once that's done, and you've cleaned it off, 
you seal it with some sort of a, a bright cure and seal of some sort over the top of it, and then you're done. The other version, basically, which is a coating that you put on there, um, is more like a, an acrylic. It, 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 it's not, you know, there's not even, it's water cleanup. So oh, okay. you, it's a coating you put on the cement and then let it dry and then put a clear finish over the top of it. So plan B is a lot easier. Um, you know, I'm thinking about doing this actually right now in my basement. I left some, in the bar area, I left some just natural gray concrete. Exposed mm-hmm. okay. with with the anticipation of uh, having a surface easy to clean. So I thought I'm going to just acid stain it or put that coating on it. I'm going to try the acrylic coating uh, just because I don't want to me- – because I got carpet around the area. I don't oh, want to sure. try to mess and protect and do all that. So it would be a lot easier to do and wear and tear on the inside. It would be interesting it? to see how it holds up. Yeah, yeah. You know, dragging chairs over it and everything else. But it's meant to be a, a surface that looks worn. You know, it, it, it's not a perfectly uh, pristine color. It has variant, and that's part of what you're looking for if that's the look you're going for. So, um, I think I think I'd recommend choosing the you know put the coating on there. Either way, like anything, it's got to be prepped properly. It's got to be very clean because uh, any mistake in there, any um, discoloration is going to be magnified once you put this color on there and then you put a glossy sheen on it. So it's going to be magnified. So cleaning it as good as you can is is paramount. And um, But it's a great thing to do with old concrete. Right? A lot of times rather than jackhammering it out. Giving it new life. Giving it new life. You can give it a completely different look and and restore it. I, I, so I, I love the concept. I, I in, encourage people to do it all the time. All right. Very good. Thanks for the text. That text number, if you want to shoot uh, Luke a text, 81807. Otherwise, call us 651-989-9226, like Jim, who's calling from Shoreview. Hi, Jim. What's your question, please? Hey, uh, so this isn't a uh, deck question That's either. That's all right. Um, but I have two, I have a lower level, and I have two bathrooms that aren't used, that, that aren't used hardly at all. And both of them have, are sweating, like, on the walls. Like, it looks like it's you know, there's just a lot of moisture on both walls um, in both bathrooms. They're not being used. There's no other sweating going on anywhere in the lower level other than these two bathrooms. Hmm. You have exhaust fans in them? Yep. Uh, I'd run that once in a while. That's going to get rid of that moisture if they're, if it's mm-hmm. vented out properly. Again, you got to ask yourself, where's the humidity coming from? Well, that's kind of my question. Uh, yeah, and, and I can't answer that. I I would put a, a, a an easy, you know, you, what you can do is is get a humidistat, just a any hardware store, or get a humidistat that'll tell you the the humidity, and you want to have it under thirty percent. If it's over thirty percent, you probably, you know, you got excessive humidity. So you need a a dehumidifier. Uh, I'd recommend a dehumidifier somewhere in the basement to get rid of that moisture. Um, the, the, one of the things that we have a cabin that has this problem uh, up in Reamer, and, and we have a oh, it's a walkout basement, and we've got a bathroom down there that has a lot of humidity, and and so we have to run a a dehumidifier in there, which is no problem in the winter. It's great in the summertime. The problem with the dehumidifier is it puts out a lot of heat. Oh yeah, you know, in a small room, it it also puts out a lot of heat, so it warms. So winter makes perfect sense. In the summer, it's a little more of a challenge. So. 
Somehow we got to address the humidity, where it's coming from. Uh, you know, I can't tell you, but, uh, you know, you look, you think about, do I have good gutters? Do I got good drainage away from the house? Or is that part of why my basement is damp? Um, do, you know, is there groundwater? Do I need drain tile? Do I, you know, what is it that's causing it to be so damp? Um, the source of the humidity is often a challenge, but a dehumidifier will certainly take care of it. Okay. Thank you, Jim. Good luck with that. Uh, Texter says, what is the best way to cut timber tech composite decking and what is the best thing to use? Well, uh, I recommend using a chop, a miter box of some sort with a nice uh, brand new carbide tip blade. You you use the same blades uh, that we use for woods, but because it's harder and it has, it's more difficult to cut, um, they get duller, duller. They get dull quicker than if you're cutting nice soft pine or cedar, whatever the heck you're using. Sure. So uh, a miter box is, is, is what I would use with a, a good, you know, and blades get sold by how many teeth are in them. And a typical chop saw is going to have a 12-inch uh, circular blade on it. And what you want is something in the middle. If you get a real fine tooth, like an 80-tooth blade or 120-tooth, that's more for finish, uh, you know, finish carpentry. Um, something in the middle, I think, is is, is right for uh, composite uh, decking. I think, and, and a good carbide. The more you, the more teeth it has, the more it's going to cost. So that's how one, <laughs> the way to look at it. You pay for the tooth, uh, but a carbide tip is something that is the best, and you can also get it sharpened. You don't always have to replace it. It's something you can get sharpened. Uh, but a good sharp miter box blade is your is your friend. Uh, it's difficult to cut it with a skill saw or I mean a cir- handheld circular saw. You can't cut straight there, so you need really need to have a miter box. Okay, very good. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Let's go back to the phones. Dan is calling from Andover, I believe. Dan, the Luke is listening. Go ahead. Yeah, I just had a question. Um, I got a split level house. It's got a three car garage, um, and the, there's a valley area in between the. Uh, car garage and the third car garage, and uh, uh, there's a water issue there where the water comes down, it uh, hits the cinder block, and it deteriorates it. Um, so I repaired the block, and I put some waterproofing over that, so that's fine. And what I want to do is prevent from uh, future deterioration of the block. I was thinking on putting, like, uh, um, having, having you guys check out to see if, Putting like a six foot section of uh, gutter with the gutter coming down, um, put a hole through the apron, cement apron with drain tile with a gutter, and run that out underneath the uh, um, driveway. Is that something possible? Is that expensive? Or I think you answered your own uh, question with expert. Uh, that's a great solution, and we see this a lot. Yeah, yeah valleys uh, put a lot of water. A gutter will handle typically most of the water, sometimes not all the water, because depending on the size of the valley, it can be a lot of water. But if we can get that water collected, most of it, get it down a, a, a gutter that stays clean, and you can put it into a downspout underneath the concrete, that's the best solution you can come up with. So that's a great idea. All right. Very good. Thanks, Dan. Let's see who's next. Uh, John is calling from Red Wing, I believe. John, you're on CCO. Good morning. Yes, Good morning. Uh, I got some hail damage there a couple weeks ago, and uh, it's only like six pieces of the the end of the house, and I have some vinyl siding left over, 
And I'm just wondering, is it true that you could actually put in just certain pieces? You don't have to take the whole wall down like you did years ago? Yeah, there are siding tools that help you unlap the siding. Um, it, it's always, it can be uh, dicey. And when I say that, the reason is when you try to snap off old vinyl siding, sometimes it's brittle and it can crack and break. But a lot of times we can take the siding off. Uh, once we get started, pull the nails out, unsnap it, and then uh, feather in the new pieces as you go back up. You can reuse. Once you've taken a piece off, you can typically put it back on. So, I mean, we do it a lot with roofs where we're, we always put in new step flashing on, on roofs and sidewalls, and a lot of times we have to remove siding and put it back on. So it absolutely can be done. It's, it's not, it, it, it's a, it can be a little tricky, but it definitely uh, can be done. All right, very good. Luke, hang on. We have to take a quick break. Folks on the line, stay there. We're going to make it a quick break here. But we'll have time to answer your questions by phone and more by text as well. And good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show, brought to us every week by our friends at Linda's Construction, the deck and port specialist, among other things. Luke Panic is in today answering your questions by phone or by text. So if you have specifically any kind of home improvement question, but if you have specific questions about decking or porches, today is your day. Call it in or uh, text it in. Speaking of decks, Luke, text came in a bit ago. Do you recommend epoxy or stain? Epoxy? Or can you put an epoxy on? Stain. I suppose you could. Oh we're, ta- oh, we're talking about concrete. Oh, maybe that's the- – oh, sure. I bet you they are. So – the, the uh, two different things, uh, completely. I think they are. Epoxy is your that's your great garage floor. Yeah, yeah, coating, right, right. Which you, right. you you know about that. Oh, I love that. Yeah, but so, again, I thought I've read or heard something about some decking on a wood deck that you can use some kind of an epoxy. I may be wrong. Well, the master has turned to the no. student. I've never heard of epoxy for decking. Yeah, I have not. Or a certain type of what they call epoxy, maybe a thick paint. I'm not yeah. sure. But maybe you're right that it's referring to the concrete like we were talking earlier. I've I, I, I've run into many times I go out to people's decks where they paid an extraordinary amount to have a thick coating put on their deck. And what happens? Uh, they call us to replace it about a year and a half later. Does it peel off? And the company who did it is always out of business. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, uh, it just, I haven't, there's not a solution that lasts like that, that's a heavy coating because the wood is just too unstable. But I, you know, as far as specifically for a garage floor, I love that uh, epoxy. I think that epoxy is the way to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, let's see. Um, let's go. I don't know if it's Tony. I'm not sure of the spelling of the first name, but we're going to Anoka. Who wants to know about power washing a deck? Is that you? Yes. <clears throat> yes. Uh, question is: Is it too late to power wash a deck? If not, a cedar deck, by the way. Uh, what do you treat it with this time of year? You know, the the magic mark is typically 40 degrees, um, and you can wash your deck now. It's fantastic time of year to wash the deck. Uh, there's no bugs out. That's true. Right? The yeah. bugs are, are hopefully gone, and, and we still get nice uh, dry wind, uh, meaning that it's not going to freeze or it can dry out still. So it's a great time of year to clean your decks. Um, Power washing it can be... Iffy if you're not used to it, though, right? Yeah, you For have wood. to be careless, be careful, um, because um, you can obviously damage the soft woods like like cedar. But use caution; uh, it's a great tool. I I do it on my own deck all the time, and 
clean stuff up, and it works great. And as long as the temperature is above 40 degrees, it's product-specific for temperature, depending on what you're using. So look at the can, but it's a great time of year to to use that because it'll give you a little more time. If it's if it's uh, hot and in the sun and you're doing that in the July, it dries so quick and soaks up so fast that you don't have a lot of time. So um, it's a great time of year to do it. That's a good point. Thank you for the call. Uh, let's see. Texters, yeah, we have a bunch of them. Remember we were talking earlier, I was asking you about the, the uh, railing system where some folks use tempered glass. Yes. And you talked about that. Uh, Texter says, this is earlier, yes, wood railings are a labor of love, but well worth it. And the glass panels really add a nice touch. Took me a while to build, but oh, so nice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All and right. again, if you can appreciate the, you don't mind the work that goes into it, it is, uh, there's no, there's no other way to get that kind of view. For yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's great. Thanks for the text. Uh, Texture says, I could not, we were talking earlier about the diamond pier system. Uh, I could not use, Texture says, the diamond pier footings in Brooklyn Park without getting an engineering report from a structural engineer. Is that true? That is true. Uh, Some cities will require that. If it's new to them, they haven't heard of it, they want to see some sort of backup data on it, which is fine. Uh, That that, that stuff is all available in the case uh, an inspector wants to see that. Okay. Is uh, here is the September twenty ninth. Is it too late to stain a cedar deck? Yeah, I think we just talked about that. Yeah, and, you know, typically above forty degrees during the day. Read the directions. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. Especially if we get up to the sixties for daytime highs. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I wish to put up. Texture says a pergola on the west side of my house. I get a very strong south southwest wind. What material would you suggest for little or no maintenance? Well, your 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 choices are limited for pergola materials. The the ones that I've done the most with would be uh, PVC, uh, white. There's not a lot of colors available in, in different PVC extrusions, uh, but there are some fabricators around the area that will make you, and you can get the PVC structure materials to make a, a PVC pergola because that's just a wash-it-off type of product, very easy to clean, just like they make the fencing out of. Be careful with a pergola, however, you may be disappointed with how much shade it gives you. Uh, in the afternoon, if you build a pergola over the top of you, mm-hmm. and the sun is real low in the sky in the evening when you want to be out there, it comes in underneath that Underneath, thing, yeah. You know, so the shade of a pergola is often disappointing for people because the hottest time of the day, the 2 o'clock to 6 o'clock in the summer, the sun is over the top and it will give you some shade. But it's partial shade. It's not a full shade like a, like one of those sunsetter right. canopies that right. attract. So oftentimes, if it's evening that's the problem for you, a curtain, a pergola that has a curtain on the end of it is the best for shade. So just think about the direction of the sun, the elevation of the sun, and the time of day that you want the shade before you just go throwing up a pergola. Good idea. Good advice. Texas says, hello, when using Azek decking, which concealed fastening system is better, the plugs or the clips, and why? Thanks. I, you know what? That there's a that depends on. I I don't like the. I prefer to not use the plug system, uh, just because I am. I'm worried the plugs will come out or move over time. So I prefer the grooved boards with the clips that uh, allow them to go down. I, I like the ability of the board to expand and contract a little bit and move a little bit. So I prefer the hidden fasteners that are designed for the groove board that they make. Okay. One time, one quick uh, question from uh, Beth, who's calling in from Albert Lee, Minnesota. Beth, what's your question? Yes. 
Good morning. Um, I was wondering how late in the season we can still do a cement garage floor, a redo, and a driveway. Uh, typically, again, just above freezing, uh, that 40-degree number is going to come up again. But as, concrete can be poured as long as it doesn't freeze at night. And even if it does get cold at night, after it's been poured, you can cover it and, and insulate it. I know that uh, when I was building my house, Danny, you remember this a couple yeah. years ago, I poured my garage. Uh, I had a detached garage, and I poured that cement uh, the first weekend in November. Wow. First weekend in November. No problem. I, and the reason I remember that is that I missed opening weekend of deer hunting, which was the first <laughs> time in my life. It was a mile But I had to get you. that done. The weather was decent. But, yeah, we covered it with poly. And it cured okay. Cured just fine. Yeah. It's just got to have a certain amount of time. You can, And the other thing, you can add accelerants in there. They add calcium chloride to help that concrete cure quicker. And you can add air to the concrete, which helps dissipate the water. A lot of times you're pouring concrete over poly so the water can't absorb into the ground and that water all comes to the surface. Oh, yeah. So you add air into the concrete to help take on that moisture and get rid of it. Luke, good to see you again. Thanks good for coming you. in. You and uh, if, you want, uh, if you want to get Luke to come to your house to design, uh, maybe give you a bid on a new deck or maybe a porch or both, or just want to call Linda's Construction for some help, maybe some remodeling. Call them, 1-800-LEAFGUARD, yeah. And maybe you want those good LeafGuard gutters put on your house. 1-800-LEAFGUARD.